Welcome to the North Country Wealth Management Podcast, where we discuss markets, investing, and the headlines that impact your finances. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell any specific securities. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, and all investing involves risk. The views expressed are those of North Country Wealth Management and do not necessarily reflect the views of Mutual Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates. Investment advisory services are offered through Mutual Advisors LLC, doing business as North Country Wealth Management, an SEC registered investment advisor. Hey folks, it's episode two of the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. What a week it's been for the market as it absorbs the news of a likely Joe Biden victory and a Senate that slightly favors Republicans, providing additional reassurance to markets that significant increases in taxes will be kept at bay. The market loves divided government, and that's likely why we're seeing big gains from the market this week. Now, there's still a possibility that Democrats win the Senate, but it's looking like we won't know that until after January 5th as Georgia will hold a runoff Senate election since none of its candidates achieved 50% support. If Democrats happen to win both chambers of Congress, there's a high likelihood that Biden's tax plan would be brought to a vote. Let's spend some time talking about what Biden's tax plan means for you and your wallet. The proposed Biden tax plan builds on the Trump tax plan that was passed in 2017. And to understand the Biden tax plan, you need to understand the hallmarks of the Trump tax plan, which is the law of the land right now and will mostly be left untouched. One of the key goals of the 2017 Trump tax plan was to simplify taxes for the masses. And I think they were quite successful in this. One of the more complicated areas of taxation for the typical family is the allowance for itemized deductions. When you file your taxes, you have the choice of taking a standard deduction or itemizing your tax deductible expenses. The most frequently used itemized deductions are mortgage interest, charitable donations, and what's known as SALT deductions, SALT standing for state and local tax. Think about your property taxes and state income taxes, which have historically been deductible against your federal return. Figuring out and keeping track of your deductions is a bit of a burden and certainly adds complexity to the tax preparation process. And to reduce this complexity, the Trump tax plan doubled the standard deduction, resulting in significantly fewer instances where itemizing your deductible expenses is advantageous. What made it even more likely that households would choose the standard deduction was a newly imposed limit on SALT deductions, which is now capped at a total of $10,000 per year. Now that $10,000 cap on SALT deductions was most impactful to high-income earners in high-tax states. That's because that yearly tax bill to the city, county, and state served as a significant way to reduce one's federal tax burden. The Trump tax plan was advertised as a tax cut, but it didn't actually cut taxes for everyone. And if you happen to live in a high-tax state, and I know a lot of you listening are out in California or here in Minnesota, your tax bill may have actually risen under this three-year-old law. The legislation that was passed in 2017 was over 7,700 pages long. I touched on a few areas and gave you the Cliff Notes version uh, and really hit on the areas that were most impactful to my clients. But like I said, to understand the Biden tax plan, you need to understand the current tax system because the Biden tax plan will build on what is already in place. So here's the Cliff Notes version of the Biden plan, which specifically targets income of over $400,000. In other words, if your taxable income falls under $400,000, it's unlikely that the proposed tax plan will impact your take-home pay. One of the most substantial proposed changes is around FICA, also known as payroll taxes. FICA, under current law, 
taxes payroll at a rate of 7.65% on the first $137,700 of income. On income above this threshold, the Social Security portion of FICA, which is 6.2%, goes away. Under the Biden proposal, income over $400,000 will once again be hit with this 6.2% tax. Another way of saying this is Social Security tax goes away at $137,700, but shows up once again on income over $400K. This will especially hit taxpayers who exercise stock options, as that is often what leads to income that's north of $400,000. Next, a tax increase on the top tax bracket is also proposed. This would restore the old top tax rate of 39.6%. The top tax rate right now is 37%, and begins at $518,400 for single filers and $622,050 for those who are married filing jointly. Another significant piece is lowering the estate tax exemption. Current law allows single filers to pass along about $11.5 million without estate taxes or double that figure for married couples. The proposal for Biden will reduce the exemption amount to $3.5 million for singles and $7 million for joint filers. If you're in this category, you should probably talk to an estate planning attorney to figure out the best way to address this change. For most people, the proposed changes to the tax code will not materially impact their finances. But for those with incomes above $400,000, this is a material change. I've been talking with clients in California will potentially be paying a marginal rate of 62% on their income over $400,000. It's pretty damn high. Now, on the topic of taxes, I hear a lot of divisive commentary from people who don't know the first thing about taxes. We've all heard the chance that the rich don't pay their fair share. Now, it's true. Some professions are able to take advantage of the complexity of the tax code and pay very low rates compared to W-2 wage earners. Warren Buffett has famously commented that current tax law allows for him to pay a lower tax rate than his secretary. On Wall Street, there are hedge fund managers and private equity partners who pay exceptionally low tax rates because the current tax code considers their compensation to be capital gains rather than ordinary income. I agree with Warren Buffett that this is a law that needs to be changed. The Biden tax plan proposes that capital gains of over $1 million be taxed at the highest tax rate of 39.4%, rather than the 20% that is current law. This proposal should address what Wall Street fat cats have been getting away with for years. Now, the wealthy as a whole do pay a very significant share of taxes, and I want to set the record straight there. According to the Tax Foundation, the top 1% of earned income earners make up 21% of the total adjusted gross income of all taxpayers and pay 38.5% of the total income taxes. So to say that again, the top 1% is paying 38.5% of all income taxes. The rhetoric that makes the blanket statements about the wealthy not paying their fair share is divisive and it's counterproductive to the interests of the country. Wealth is not a bad thing. And used correctly, it can do great things for the world. The pandemic we're in has wreaked havoc on our national debt in my last podcast, I mentioned that the projected deficit this year is $4.2 trillion. Nobody planned for this, and the government is way short on revenue. On one hand, the wealthy have disproportionately benefited from the government's fiscal and monetary rescue efforts, 
but on the other hand, it's the wealthy who will disproportionately be taxed on the other side of this pandemic. Frankly, I don't see a better alternative, and I think the Biden tax plan is pretty thoughtfully done. We'll see what happens. Thanks for listening, folks.